said I'd speak about acceptance, but I lied. Honestly, it's been two weeks and I'm having a hard time making it make sense. Maybe because I am simultaneously growing through it. The path feels clear, but so does the fear. I'll come back to it though. I promise. In the meantime, I'm hoping this detour will put me a few steps closer to where I need to be with acceptance being a part of the outcome. But uh, did I mention that I've been in these dating streets lately? (sighs) Y'all, it was evident in the first week I had no firm grip on how to navigate this. But I decided to get into it for two reasons. One, in hopes of establishing a meaningful value-based connection with someone, a unicorn. And two, to exercise my self-love legs a bit, to practice the things I'm learning about love, rather than use my, rather than use my usual feel now, ask questions later approach, I'm focusing more on clarifying shared values and intentions. I'm learning balance by attending to my own needs while also sharing space with others. I'm practicing boundaries by managing my emotional reactivity and speaking truth, which is the primary language of vulnerability. I am practicing mindfulness by grounding myself when I feel activated instead of projecting that energy onto others. Some of these things come naturally to me. Others I'm having to process minute by minute. Sometimes I pause to refocus. Sometimes I reverse and try again. What has surprised me most is how common this value-based approach is in today's swipe culture. I have heard horror stories about bad hookups, ghosts and goblins, and most notoriously, the infamous representative. I thought I'd have bad things to say, but honestly, I truly believe that the work I've put into self-love is helping me to avoid wasting a lot of time and heartache with people who aren't like-minded or like energy. And that type of presence has only penetrated my environment when I have willfully allowed it, which is a default setting and my whole body is leaning hard as hell on the reset button. I won't give up what what I want most for what I want today. Or as my grandma said, I don't need everything for now. How am I accomplishing that? How do you put yourself in a position to get what what you've always wanted, whatever that thing is? Well, I mentioned it before, seeing myself differently really helps. Sometimes we can't sustain a positive shift in our self-image And when that happens, we assign responsibility to others to manage our insecurities. We've all been there. One minute you feel like a queen and another like a jester. And because the queen mentality comes and goes and the queen behavior along with it, 
It seems easier to just delegate that responsibility of defining your worth to someone else. Now, most times people have no earthly idea how to do that, how to be responsible for someone else's self-worth. And if they haven't done their own worth work, have no clear boundaries about how to curve that invitation to codependency, they naturally fail to perform the impossible. Then we feel hurt and disappointed about the gaps that are unfulfilled in our own bodies, in our own lives. And then we harbor anger and resentment toward others for not being who we need them to be. Self-lovelessness is disguised in a cloak of obsession with being loved by others. Speaking of self-love, I am constantly adding to my list of self-love activities. Here are a few that help to build self or personal intimacy. Sensual self-touch. Spending quiet time with yourself to provoke stimulating monologue and introspection. Being the devil's or angel's advocate to your own negative thinking. Getting wrapped up in a hobby, not a hustle, but something you do just to put a smile on your own face. And my personal favorite, being childlike. Riding a bike, doing cartwheels, swinging on a swing, skipping instead of walking. Don't forget to swing your arms. One of my relationship love gaps has been experiencing true intimacy. And with love at the center of my world now, translating my newly discovered personal intimacy into intimacy with others has skyrocketed to the top of my priorities list. I think it's paying off. My children are seeing a softer side of me, a more gentler side. My family is noticing that I'm more present, more patient, more apologetic. I mean, no one said it. I'm just hoping that they can tell. I experienced this intimacy with my dad recently. We hung out for an afternoon, spent quality time talking, window shopping, eating crepes and drinking French wine. We talked about life and love and past relationships, current situationships. He offered guidance and perspective. He listened. We laughed. I still think about the magic of that day. I have the same feeling when I'm with my mom, telling jokes, talking shit, cackle laughing. She has the best raw laugh. It's contagious. And those moments with her are priceless. But um, that dating intimacy is a whole other, like it's a whole other species. I don't don't know how to I don't know how to receive it the same way and so just to get a consensus like raise your hand if intimacy is synonymous with sex just me I'm serious though like what do we even know about this word as it relates to romantic partnership looked it up intimacy something of a personal or private nature Mm-hmm. Or intimate, a warm friendship developing through long association. What? <laughs> I wasn't getting much with that or from that, so I looked up some synonyms. Closeness, togetherness, affinity, rapport, 
attachment. Have you ever taken the time to think about what intimacy means outside of sex and what it would look like to develop a bond with someone that was based on a shared desire for intimacy? When I was preparing this piece, my friend shared a quote by Frida Kahlo. Take a lover who looks at you like maybe you're magic. Have you ever experienced that? I fantasized about it, dreamed about it. I told you my favorite song is all about intimacy. But being in a healthy mental space to receive it and especially to reciprocate it is like that new math. I'll be honest, every time intimacy theory translates to application, my brain feels like it was made in a Play-Doh mold every single time. As a trauma survivor, I am a person that was sexualized way too early in my life. I am a person that was sexualized in relationships that weren't supposed to be about sex. A person who experienced the re-injury of trauma in most of my dating relationships. A person who has been sexualized in many of my non-family relationships. A person who has sexualized relationships as a reaction to trauma. Because of all that, non-sexualized intimacy seems foreign. And that sort of conditioning has been painful and most times very confusing. But if intimacy is my aim, I have to be willing to experience the vastness of the word, to lean into my own fantasy, to expand beyond my realm of understanding. I am learning to be the person I'm looking for. Short story. My son is in the first grade. And for the first month of school, the learning objectives have been all about classroom values like respect, determination, integrity, and empathy. Y'all, I swear I need to be in this classroom with him, like balled up in one of those kitty chairs, learning from the teacher about how to interact with the world. <laughs> Last week, he brought home this assignment called the whole body listening activity. Apparently, when your whole body is listening, your brain is thinking, your eyes are looking, your mouth is quiet, your ears are listening, and your body is still. Let me say that again. When your whole body is listening, your brain is thinking, your eyes are looking, your mouth is quiet, your ears are listening, and your body is still. I needed, I needed that childlike reminder so badly. I'm not one to preach because I can barely sit still lately. But if lovelessness or lack of intimacy has found its way into your most meaningful relationships, here's my challenge to you. Practice listening. If your loved one, child, parent, partner, whomever wants your attention, put down the phone or turn off the television and listen. Use your whole body. Be curious, ask questions, control your facial expressions, leave the eye rolling and criticism and talking over each other, gaslighting behavior, leave all that to the reality TV stars because at least they're getting paid. Listen to learn, to hear, to grow, 
to understand, to find common ground, to practice acceptance and patience. Being able to exhibit these qualities is how to build or rebuild a foundation of closeness, affinity, rapport, and attachment. Our love nugget, see the magic in yourself. The magicians will follow. And then see the magic in them and make more of it together. Thanks for the ear.